at that point where I can't just get to the gym or just don't feel like driving, there's a, a gym downstairs that's pretty equipped that I can use. So I'm lucky in that sense. But the cold weather, you just want to lay on your couch. So it's harder. It has to be, it has to be something you're dedicated to and some, it has to be part of your lifestyle, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I find myself when I don't work out, I feel, I just don't feel like myself. I feel very, you know, like I'm in a slump or, you know what I mean, I don't feel like me. You know what I mean, if I miss a few days out? Yeah, I feel the Next. same way. It's funny because I am not a, I'm not an envious person. I don't look to other people and, and wish I had what they have. So I'm not jealous, easily jealous or you know, I'm not an envious person, but one thing I do hate, I hate it on Facebook when people post on Facebook they're going to the gym on a date that I'm taking off. <laughs> I'm like, that oh, jerk. <laughs> I do no. feel a little jealous when someone is posting that they're at the gym, and I'm like, oh, I'm off today. It's like, oh, I should be there too. <laughs> now, you were talking about an app that you use. What's the app that you use uh, for when you can't get to your training? Yeah, I want to I want to share this app with with everyone. So my cousin is a is a really great trainer in LA, and so her daughter, who is also my cousin, we were talking about different workouts and and you know different. She was asking me who do I train with, and I have a couple of trainers that I use out here in Atlanta. But on days I can't get to my trainer, and it's funny because until recently I used to love working out by myself. I just started to like working out in a group or with a trainer because I feel like I'm being pushed more. So I was right. telling her, you know, I'm, I'm working out with a couple of trainers, and she said, well, Daisy, you can't get to a trainer. You should download this app. And so she was like, yeah, on, on iPhones it's $5. I think it may be $5 on Android as well. So we looked it up, and it actually was free on my phone. And it's a great okay. app. It's, a, uh, it's called Nike Training Center, um, NTC. And what it does is you pick different workouts, different levels, whatever level you're comfortable at, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. And there's a lady training you. She actually speaks to you. Halfway through, she encourages you. She says, 15 minutes, 15 seconds, push yourself. It's almost like having a trainer. It's a really great app. It incorporates, depending on what, what you're trying to get, what uh, trying to get accomplished, me, I'm trying to tone up, um, is she, the, the workout is tailored to what you're trying to accomplish. So it asks you what your goals are. Um, and, it's, and the training that I do, is, it does cardio and, and, and weights at the same time. And it's really great to have. So if you if you can't get a trainer, you can't afford a trainer, you can certainly download that app it and, and, and use that. And, you know, that's what I want to talk to Vic and Carlos about because, you know, there are a lot of people who are just starting out, you know, with their fitness. They don't know where to begin, but they can't afford a trainer. So I'm going to ask them what are some other alternative, and that's definitely one of uh, that app, but some alternative methods that people can uh, go about, you know, that they, they just can't afford trainer, but, you know, want to. I know something that you've been doing that, um, that you know, that also helps as well, sharing information. Like, you you know, you follow a lot of trainers on uh-huh. on, on, on social media. I follow a few on social yeah. media, but I think you may be following more than I do. You share different workout te- techniques, different um, yeah. health tips as far as diet and meals and things. So I think it's all about building that community of people trying to be healthy yeah. and stay healthy, sharing information that can help other people. So if it takes you following all the trainers you can get your hands on and encourage yourself, do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Okay. Well, Chicken Adam, what's going on with y'all? Hello, hello. Hey, hey guys. Sorry I took off all your time. <laughs> no worries. We'll take up Miss Parker. <laughs> So, uh, Chica and Adam, do you, do you, are you all physically fit in your workout? What do you, what's, what, do you, what do you have going on? Steven, you know the answer to that question for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You right. know Adam is 
after eating, buddy. I miss I miss eating with him. Oh yeah, I'm gonna eat. I don't want to do lunch oh. this week if we survive the uh, snowstorm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So right, every what? everybody knows knows that I'm a foodie. I, I work out so that I can eat. It's purely yeah, for I eating purposes. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. So did and, we, and did I you try to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chica. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Continue. No, I was just going to say I actually hate working out. I hate the whole getting to it uh-huh. <laughs> because I won't do it. So what I have to do is incorporate it into my life. So yeah. I, I turned into a cyclist. I ride my bike a lot. Okay. Um, nice. I noticed that, you know, for me, um, especially when the weather's really nice, I'll ride my bike to work, and that yeah. takes care of my workout. You know, I take care of two things at one time, my transportation and my workout, so I don't have to think about it. It's not something oh, yeah. that I have to go outside myself to do. Exactly, exactly. Okay, well, let's talk movies. What did y'all see? Well, for me, um, I saw, and, you know, um, this time of year is the Oscar Lowell time, so nothing exciting to the theater. I'm not going to go see I, Frankenstein. It looked awful, um, and that's the only really big release that came out. So I caught up on Wolf of Wall Street, uh, which, you know, Chike reviewed earlier this month. Um, and if you're still unfamiliar with this movie, uh, which by this point you shouldn't be, it's a Martin Scorsese film. Uh, following the story of this guy named Jordan Belfort who created a big brokerage in the late 80s, early 90s. It was basically a scam um, brokerage on Wall Street. And uh, it follows his life and kind of what happened in his story. And, I mean, it's a typical Martin Scorsese movie. It's a roller coaster of sex, drugs, foul language. I mean, you're going to be entertained throughout this movie um, with Leonardo DiCaprio, but mainly Jonah Hill. He had a standout performance. You know, DiCaprio did fine, but he does a typical DiCaprio performance. Uh, Jonah Hill really, you know, he's come a long way since his super bad days, and you can definitely tell with this movie. Um, so I was a big fan, only complaint. And again, it's just it's a three-hour movie, and it moves fast, but there's still points when it slows down, and you're like, all right, you can speed this up. We don't need, you know, an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes of certain things um, in this movie that kind of created kind of the length of it. But great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely don't take the kids to see it, but watch it. Definitely um, not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not, uh, you know, but it, it is great. And um, it's, up, it's up against tough competition this year, so I don't think it's going to win the Oscar. But, um, you know, it's just one of the contenders for the year. Okay. I, uh, unfortunately, did go see I, Frankenstein. Uh, oh. I, 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 I went to go see it out of curiosity because I was hoping for, you know, me and my original stories. Uh, yeah, um, Major F. Uh, yeah, that's Aaron, what it sounded like. Aaron Eckert, who, if you don't uh, know who he is by name, he was Two-Faced in the Batman movie, The Dark Knight. And what? he is supposed to be a modern-day Frankenstein in this movie. Um, just like I said, I thought the premise of it, the thought of it was pretty cool. I wanted to see it. Hopefully I was looking for a great follow-through. Absolutely not. Um, the story was actually weak, uh, and, it, and, and for it to have borrowed from the Frankenstein name, they actually, to me, tarnished it a little bit, should have left wow. it alone. Maybe should have called it something else. Yeah, Sorry. it looked like it had potential, but 
I just yeah, the trailer just didn't sell me on it. I, I think the premise of it is greater than the actual follow through. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you won't be recommending that one, I guess. <laughs> no. No. Well, I saw, I saw a movie on uh Friday, I believe. I saw Twelve Years Late Twelve Years of Late. Yeah. Like right. What you feel about that? I thought it was an excellent movie, but I did not like the ending. I didn't like the ending. I thought, it, I thought it happened too fast. I mean, the movie was long, don't get me wrong. But I thought that the ending, like, you know, you go through, you know, his trial and tribulation, you know, going back into slavery, but then the way it ends is just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't that's, know. That's, because, that's because it's an American movie. American movies always end, you know, neat and tidied up, even when there's a yeah. successful ending, it's still somehow neat and tidied up at the end. That's just an American flair. If you yeah, that, want that different content, that's why I like indie foreign films, because they uh-huh. you never know where they're going to go. That's the only thing I didn't like about it, but I thought it was an excellent movie. Excellent movie, and I love Brad Pitt's character, um, and obviously, you know, all the, the bleeding actors they did a great job. You know, it just... There are people out there who have no hope. There's 
nothing else to live for. You're pretty much volunteering to put your life on the line to go rob, you know, these ships, not knowing you're, if you're going to make it or not. Right. Wow. Did you guys see it? Yes. Okay. I reviewed it, actually. I thought you, I thought yeah. you reviewed it. Yeah, okay. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. I don't, I don't I know if anyone... I thought everyone did a great job. I thought everyone did a great job. Yeah, they did. It was excellent, excellent. I don't know if it's going to win anything, but definitely excellent work. Moved yeah. me. What do you I don't think know about if Oprah anyone's seen that. Anything. I'm sorry. What do you think about Oprah not being nominated for anything? Uh, well, the whole movie was set out. I, I, I want to say it's politics. <laughs> uh, I don't know what particulars, but I would, I, I'm going to say politics. Okay. They said on the, uh, I think I was watching CNN, and they had, you know, some movie expert on there, and he said the reason why it probably didn't get any nominations is because it came out so early in the year, and so many great movies came out this year, and so the fact that, you know, the people who vote usually vote on the, the last two new movies they saw, and that came out so early in the year that people kind of forgot about it, which doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what they were saying. So, sounds well, convenient. You know, you know, sometimes, or a lot of these Oscar voters, whatever the secret committee is, a lot of the time they don't even watch all the movies nominated. So that's a whole other can of worms. But, yeah, I could definitely see that as a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask okay. before we leave, did anyone watch the Grammys last night? I did. Yeah, I did. What, what, what were you okay. talking? Oh. Well, 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 no, I, I didn't bring that up to talk about the Grammys. But did anyone see the the first drop trailer for Angelina Jolie and Maleficent? I did, but I thought we were talking about that. Crazy. That's going to be crazy. I, I, oh I, yeah, I, I saw it. it. I saw it. I think EOTM blog has it posted on their on the blog. I thought I saw. I was posted today. What'd you think about Miss Parker? Um, not my type of movie, but <laughs> is that her child in that movie with her? I'm not sure. I think that Shadow was in that movie. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I think she had like one of her daughters in that movie. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Try, to get on, try to get on that uh, Will and Jada. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. Have a good Absolutely. week. Absolutely. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Bye, guys. Hey, Rob. Hey, Ron, what's going on? What's up, what's up, everybody? Miss Parker, How you doing? Mr. Mike, all is well. What's going Man. on, Aaron? Y'all, 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 the Super Bowl, I'm telling you, it's going to be yes. crazy. It's going to be freezing cold. Yes, it I'm will. Happy, I'm so happy that I'm going to be watching it in the warmth of home, you know, so. But, if I had tickets, I'd give them away. That's how I, I would too. I, I would <laughs> cash them bad boys in. I'm telling you, I, I would get that two thousand plus dollars back. I'm telling you, because this is oh, ridiculous, ridiculous. And they're supposed well, to expect more snow this week, more snow this yeah. week, and they might have to either push the game up or push it back. Wow, wow. Yeah, they were talking about that today on on uh, CNN. If they push, if they push their game back, because yeah, because I. I actually heard something about they were going to like possibly play it on a, um, Tuesday. Like that makes no like oh, no. no one's going to watch it. No one's going to watch it. Like it would have to be on on a Sunday. So 
Yeah. No, but they're not going to push you back. They're thinking about it, but they're not going to push you back because people bought plane tickets. I mean, people have bought yeah. tickets. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it, it's and just going to play exactly. regardless. Exactly. Rain, yeah. snow, shine, yeah, it's going to, going to be played. I agree with you, Miss Parker. Definitely. They they had that crew out there that showed the footage of the crew, I mean, working hard to clean all the snow that's already on there, you know, at the stadium. And, and also, um, you know, they were saying about the parking lots, you know, the, how yeah. it's important to make sure the parking lots are safe for, you know, the fans to come. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot going on, though, definitely. It's but they're going to do a lot. that, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there people are still talking about this Richard um, Sherman thing, which I'm like, why? I mean, it's I've, every time that I hear him over again, the more that I feel like people are blowing this out of proportion. This man was just passionate. He made yeah. the uh, winning play. He did. It was like he was just high. Like it was. I didn't feel any kind of negative energy off of him and all, I feel excited and happy for him. I'm still just scratching my head where these people, other than hate, where they got all this negative animosity over over what he said. Like, he didn't say anything to me that was bad. Well, you know what I like about him? That that he said that, you know, whatever he said was in the, the, you know, confounds of the football game. The people that made the race about him, that was something in their everyday life. You know what I mean? Yeah. On him, yeah. N-word, all that stuff on Twitter. And he, so yeah. he said that he thought we were past that, and the fact that it was so close to MLK Day, you know what I mean? He, it was just, you know, that, yeah. was, he said that was the bigger the bigger issue, not what he said, you know, in this post-game interview. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, to, to me, it's, it seems like people use that as an excuse to kind of get Racist and ignorant, whatever. Cause this whole thug, 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 thug. I'm like, man. I mean, come right. on, right. I mean, when I went back and when I went back and listened to it, when I went back and listened to it, I didn't, I didn't think he said anything too bad. He almost dropped the end, but um, but the n word. But he, I think he was just but emotional. He, and right, so right. I, I mean, right. I didn't think even, I didn't even think he even spoke poorly. I thought he did pretty well. Right. Um, he spoke well. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I mean, I will say, you know, reading about his background, and he's a smart dude. He's not, you know, I mean, smart, yeah. an, ignorant, an ignorant guy. So right, I think right. people just find things to, to be negative about because, you know, they can't handle what's going on in their own lives, honestly. I agree. I agree, Ms. Parker. I agree with you 100% with that. Yeah, people need to get lives, get lives, people. Now, with that being said, um, the um, Seahawks and the – um, Broncos are not the only um, star-studded game going on in New York this coming weekend. We have Friday. Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder will be visiting the um, the um, Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, LeBron and the Heat are going to be playing Carmelo, Anthony, and the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. So, this is going to be just a crazy sports weekend in New York. It's going to be it's a lot going on, a lot, a lot. And I'm excited. I'm so hyped about this. LeBron, Madison Square Garden, oh, oh. it almost makes me feel like Jordan in, 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 with the Bulls back in the 90s playing, you know, playing against um, Ewing and, and the Knicks. Yeah, this is going to be crazy, 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 crazy. I'm, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm really excited about that. All right. <laughs> 
One more thing that I want to talk about. Um, Lifetime is doing a movie on the life of Gabby Douglas, and it's actually aired Saturday. This okay. this Saturday, yeah, on Lifetime. So um, who's playing her? Let's see. The actress that's playing her actually is um, the actress from Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, his um, sister. Okay. Okay. His little sister's playing her. Oh, guys, I don't know that. E E Imani Haken, I believe. You know, Imani Hakim, I believe is her name. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right, but I believe that that's her name. Yes. Okay. And also, it's also starring um, Regina King and um, and the actress from guys from Law and Order. She played the um, boss lady on Law and Order. I think her, yeah. her name is yeah. Sorry, I might mess up mess her name up also. But yeah, the actress, the um, the, um, the yeah, black woman. The body oh, is playing. Is playing uh, yeah. I got a name right. Yes, thank you. Got it right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Point for me. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out cool. to Google. <laughs> Gosh, shout out to Google. Hello. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. <laughs> but yeah, so that yeah. should be hot. Um, I'm actually going to DVR that because I'm, you know, I definitely want to see how um how her life is going to be portrayed on the on the small screen. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's pretty much it with sports, man. I'm just looking forward to the Super Bowl. Go. Ah, you know, people have been have been giving me a lot of slack, man. Well, I should say slack, slack. You know, drama over the fact that I'm saying that Denver's going to win. People are like, man, what about Russell Westbrook? What about Seattle? Look, if if Seattle wins, I'm happy. I'm cool with it. More power to them. That's good. Who now? Who do I think is going to win? Denver. That's who I think is going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's who I want to win. I don't care. I don't have a horse in either one. Like, if Peyton wins, great. If Russell wins, great. But again, do I think Russell's going to um, be Peyton? No. So. All we right. Well, we're going to definitely find out. And we'll, we, we'll, we'll we see you right uh, next week. Say what? So we'll see if you're right next week. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I know it's time is getting late. Yo, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Aaron Cosby. Janera, it's all yours. Take it away. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, I'm about in the bed almost. <laughs> you ready for the snow? Yeah, we know. <laughs> you ready for the snow we about to get tomorrow? I'm hoping we get some. I mean, it's, it's been tricking me, like, these past couple of weeks. So I'm hoping we get some. But, yeah, if we, do, if we get it, I'm ready for it. I'm prepared. I hear that. I hear that. What you got for? <laughs> okay, well, I have a couple of things for you guys tonight. Um, not as much as I hoped, um, given the fact that we are going into spring, but it's still some good stuff for you guys. Um, not as good as last week, but. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, Armani Exchange, they're having a sale, and um, basically it's 40% off of everything in the store. So that's sale items as well as regular price items. Um, And, of course, you know, Armani Exchange is is something for guys and ladies, so, you know, try to find stuff for everyone as much as possible. Um, Pipeline.com. This is just for ladies. Even though Pipeline.com is something that men and women can stop at, 
this particular sale is strictly for the ladies. Um, they are giving 25% off on all dresses, plus you can get free shipping on all orders with no minimum purchase necessary. Um, you can enjoy 40% off of your entire purchase at The Gap. Um, they're having a sale, but it ends tonight, so you have to hurry up and shop. Um, and if you're shopping online, which if you're just hearing about the sale, of course you're shopping online, you have to use code GAPFLASH because it's in the flash sale. Um, ASOS.com, you hear me talk about that from time to time. Um, they're having a sale, and they're trying to clear out all of their winter items. Um, if you shop there now, you can save up to 70% off of your off of, uh Today is the last day to shop Nine West and get 25% off of your $100 purchase or $50 off of your purchase of $150 or more. Old Navy is also having a sale. Um, and this is, but you don't have to hurry up and shop here because this one ends on the 29th, which is Wednesday. Um, if you shop there between now and the 29th, you can save 20% off of your purchase. Um, and I just wanted, I want everybody to know that this offer cannot be co- combined with um, Super Cash, which is, you know, sort of like Old Navy bucks that they give whenever you buy something. Um, and if you're shopping online, you just need to use code TAKE20. Today is the last day to shop Express. Um, and if you shop there, you can get 40% off of everything in the store. And, again, that's clearance items as well as um, regular price items. Bullfly.com. Now, this is one of my favorite online stores that I don't get to talk about often because uh, they don't really discount their items often. Um, every once in a while you may be able to catch a good sale, and it's one of them. Um, they are having a designer shoe sale. So um, shoot, you can get up to 50% off of designers like Jimmy Choo, Gucci, Prada, Fendi, and so many more. Um, but they're having their design issue sale. Um, there's no code necessary because this is, I have to, I wanted to stress that just simply because it is um, an online store. Saks Fifth Avenue Office, um, they're having a new season dress sale, and you can get an additional 25% off of all of their dresses for savings of, seven, of up to 75%. And the sale ends tomorrow, so you have to hurry up and shop. And um, Gap, I'm sorry, not Gap. Sex with the Avenue Office is also online, so you don't actually have to go to the store. And last but not least, Ara Postel is um, is having a sale now through the 31st, and you can get $10 off of your purchase of $50 or more. All right, they can and find all that at BudgetShopAholic.com? They surely can. All right, there's a link on our Facebook page. As always, Ms. Ferguson, thank you for keeping us looking good at a good price. Okay, thank you so much, Stephen. Good night, Ms. Parker. Good night, Miss Ferguson. Ms. Park, before we go to commercial break, did you watch the Grammys last night? I did. I um, was over at my cousin's house as she were where her father passed away. I wanted to mention that. Please oh, yeah. turn your prayers. Um, she was an only child. She's actually my cousin's wife, but her and I are pretty close, and um, she wasn't doing well. So I stayed I stayed until this morning, actually, at her house in Covington, and um, – we stayed up and and she was up, couldn't sleep anyways, and we watched it together. Her mother was uh, at her house, and so it was you know we try to make a, right. you know a, 
light out of the situation, so it was good watching it with a group of people. Um, usually I wouldn't watch the whole thing because I'll flip back and forth, but we pretty much watched it all together, about five of us there. And I thought it was pretty good. I like Beyonce's performance um, with Jay-Z. I think that is cool to see them showing affection to each other. Um, a lot of the, the artists, I think, were older. Um, you know, I was complaining about, well, I didn't have all these older artists, but, you know, the Grammys is for everyone, so we have to keep that in mind. It's not just for hip-hop and R&B. It's for every, you know, general music, so everyone is involved. So um, I think people complain because they want they were we're so used to the uh, BET um, <laughs> rap <laughs> whatever hip hop awards and all that turned up music. So um, I think we're expecting expecting that type of stuff. How, what do you think about it? I thought the show was okay. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me like it did back in the day. But right. your girl B was listening in the beginning. She lip things from the beginning of the song until after Jay-Z uh, did, his, did his rap because at one point she goes on the ground to do some move, and I guess she forgets that she's supposed to be singing. She pulls the mic back. But um, but I thought she did a good performance. You know, she's still bad. I think they all did. Um, someone posted how Pink uh, did a great job doing all those moves. Oh, yeah, and, she looks I think Yeah, I think they all did. I think we, I know, I think we missed the days of the Whitney Houston, which stand up there just blow. Um, right. <laughs> without all of the extra stuff. So I don't know. I, you know, of course times are changing. I think we just have to adapt to it. Um, True. Now I think it's performance-driven, and it is talent-driven how, you know, when we were kids. Now, Kendrick Lamar, he killed it in my opinion. I thought he did his thing. He did his thing. I think Kendrick Lamar is, uh, is a great um, – He's a great artist. Um, uh-huh. I don't know that perform- that performance was a little confusing for me, but uh, he got really great ra- ratings and reviews yeah. from for it. So good, you know, good. And good Taylor Swift was turned up in the audience. Did you see her? I saw those. I mean, she was. When I said turned up. That must have been her song. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And then but, probably the the. the uh, but I heard the, that he was freestyling on that. Anyways, it wasn't like it's not the song that's out. So I didn't. At first, I was like, okay, is this out? And then, yeah. uh, but she was acting like she knew every word and everything. I mean, oh, she, yeah. was, she was turned up. I thought Molly Sire was supposed to, you know, come out and start twerking too. How she was acting. <laughs> I know. And then they had the uh, the one performance, Macklemore, where they had Madonna and Queen Latifah introduced them, and they did the the thirty three uh, marriages. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. That that uh, got a lot of a lot of uh, attention. Got people talking. You know, got people talking. Absolutely. Let's take a commercial break. We'll come right back after this. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. The Stephen Night Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Ray Robinson is a 6'5 professional Euro basketball player out of Italy, playing in Italy, originally from Jacksonville, Florida. He is a graduate of Newberry College, and tonight he joins us to discuss his career. Please help me welcome Ray Robinson. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. Can you hear me good? 
Yeah, I hear you. Very good, very good. So listen, tell us about how you, you know, started out playing basketball and ended up overseas in Italy. I know it's like 4 a.m. right now where you're calling from now, so I appreciate you calling in. But tell us, tell us how how you, you know, began this career. Oh man, to be honest, I had no idea I was going to end up in Italy playing professional basketball. The thing right, was, yeah. you know. I was a late bloomer. I didn't start playing basketball until I was uh, my junior year in high school. And, wow. um, you know, a lot of people had a head start on me. A lot of people were telling me, you know, uh, it's impossible for you to do what you, you know, what you, you have in mind, you know, what, what your goals are as far as, like, uh, basketball and whatnot. So, um, you know, after my, uh, my high school days, I only played one year of uh, high school basketball. So after that, you know, um, I got a job, started working, but, you know, I figured that nine-to-five lifestyle wasn't for me, and I still right. had that, that, you know, that burning desire to see how far I can, you know, take my talents. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that being said, I just, you know, um, did what I had to do to, to continue my career, you know, focused on, you know, the bigger picture, positioning myself around the right people. Um, you know, I, I got into college, uh, junior college, at the age of 21. It's a funny story. I actually – uh created a fake highlight tape of me because a lot of coaches were, you know, that's what they, they wanted, like, hot, like, game right, yeah. and I didn't, so, you know, I had to figure out, you know, how can I, you know, get my, my foot in the door, so I created a fake highlight tape of me, sent it off, and, you know, everything else went uphill from there, wow. um, everything else went down, <laughs> so, um, you know, I went to junior college out in McCook, Nebraska, uh, for two years, you know, I, I had a, a solid career out there. And then, you know, after that, you know, the whole um, NCAA rules with the, the timing and everything like that, because I actually went to junior college before I started playing basketball. So you have, uh, you got like five semesters to complete uh, four years of college or something like that, you know, if you're an athlete. So I had that against me as well, you know, but luckily I got into a, 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 a Division two school out in Newberry uh, College in South Carolina, um, you know, met up with a great coach, uh, Steve DeMayo and uh, Jimmy Link. You know they um they saw that they saw the uh, the burn, the burning desire in me and they knew that I had um what it take what it uh what it would take to get to the next level, so you know they took a chance on me gave me the opportunity and you know I just kept running with every opportunity that I had and um I met a guy after my uh my 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 second year of my uh four year school named Roosevelt Bowie he actually contacted me I had no idea you know um you know that I continue my my basketball career but he contacted me. Um, I flew up to New York, went to his camp, you know, from his camp. we uh, He took a traveling team to Italy, and then, you know, I found an agent out there, and everything else just fell in place. Wow. So were you, did you have any apprehension to move into Italy? It's one thing going to visit, but actually moving there, did you have any apprehension? Um, you know, I thought about it. Um, like, far as, uh, you know, before, I to be honest, I never thought about moving to Italy. So I, you know, just right, yeah. I never thought about it. So, like I said, it never crossed my mind. Wow, wow. So, did you have to try out or they they scout you? How did you get part of this team? Yeah, actually, you know, when they took the traveling team over to Italy, uh, what happened was, you know, we played in front of uh, a bunch of agents and stuff like that um, over in in Italy at a camp during the summer. And, you know, I was one of the – I was actually one of the – one of two people out of – um, me and another guy out of a uh, 20, 30, I think like 20 people that uh, went on a tour over there 
that actually got, you know, um, signed by an agent. You know, and it was a lot of talent out there, too. A lot of talent. You know, a lot of guys had that experience over me because, you know, like I say, I was a late bloomer. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, I, I was just blessed. Everything just fell yeah. in place for me. So I was like living over there, playing professional ball. They treat you like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, to be honest, you know, they do. You know, they show a lot of love over here. Um, you know, when I first came over here to Italy, um, you know, I, I, I don't speak the language, you know. I, right. You know, I was kind of like, like in a lost world. You know, I went to, uh, to be honest, you know, my first time eating at the restaurants here, eating food here and stuff. You know, I ate the same food for three months straight because I didn't know how to order food. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you know, when I walk into a restaurant, when I walk into a restaurant, you know, I just look at other people's, uh, you know, where they're eating at their at their dinner plates and, you know, just point to the uh, waiter. You know, I want this, I want that. I want that. Something together. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wow, it's pretty, wow, pretty wow. Funny. Cool, man. So how long you been over there now? Uh, this is going on my uh my third season right now. Third season. How long do you think you'll stay out there? Oh man, to be honest, uh, you know, as long as I can play basketball, you know, I'm gonna ride it out to the wheels fall off. Um, you know, okay. but then again, I know basketball isn't gonna last long. You know, um, so you know, with that being said, you know, I, I do have backup plans and that, that's taking in place right now. That's being um. I have I have backup plans that are um in place right now, you know, for my future to continue building my future. Okay, okay. Now I saw I, I was talking your Facebook page and I saw that you you're involved in something called Wake Up Now. What's that? Oh man, Wake Up Now is the the revolution, man. That's like it's, it's changing people's lives. It's uh, uh network marketing, you know. Um, I'm able to generate income from home. Uh, and I'm able to help other people, you know, generate income as well. You know, Wake Up Now is to help people save, manage, and generate income, you know. Um, think of a Sam's Club or a Costco, you know, it's a savings club. And, uh, I mean, it's changing people's lives, you know, allowing people to retire young. Um, like I say, you know, basketball is not going to last forever. And I was in a situation where, um, I, you know, as a professional athlete, you know, the economy is bad right now. And, I was, like I said, I was in a situation where I had, um, you know, I was without a team. I came over for my second season last year, and the thing was, you know, in uh, in September and then and come October, I was without a basketball team. Nothing I had control over. So you know, yeah, I went exactly. online, did some research. Yeah, I'm, and I'm in a different country too, man. I don't, you know, I, I don't know how to go out there and you know speak the language and get a different job right. and bring income in. You know, luckily yeah. I had people looking out for me over here in Italy. Um, did my online research, got involved with the uh, network marketing company called Wake Up Now. You know, I seen people making money online. But at the same time, you know, I wanted to know if it was real. And it was real, right, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, they were going to continue to make money with or without me, and I'd rather be with them. And like I say, basketball is not going to last forever. A lot of people say, well, you know, um, well, why are you doing this if you're playing basketball? You know, well, I tell everybody this. I don't ever want anyone have to have control of my outcome or my income. And True. I was in a situation where I had, I had to make something happen, and that's why – you know, I, I'm um, building my future with, uh, with this company called Wake Up Now. Okay, wow, wow. And we, where can we find out more information about that? Oh man, you know, um, you can go to, um, let me, you know, you can you can check out my Facebook, you know, and I have tons of information on there as far as um, www. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see, Robinson243.wakeupnow.com. Yeah, I'm actually on my site right now, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always up at night, you know. So 
Yeah, you can find out more information at uh, Robinson243.wakeupnow.com. And, um, you know, it has everything that, right there that you need to see, uh, full uh, video presentations and, you know, the products and everything of the company. Everything that you need is right there, Robinson243.wakeupnow.com. Hey, Robinson, I appreciate your time tonight. I know it's late. Get some sleep. But thank you for calling in and, and you know, sharing sharing your, your story with us. Definitely wish you all the oh, best. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. No problem. No problem. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with Vic McGarry and Carlos Jordan. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. If you're like me, you may have picked up a few pounds over the holiday season and have promised yourself it's time to put down the fork and pick up the weight. Tonight I've asked two fitness experts to join us to help us get our minds and bodies right. First up, many of you may remember Vic McGarry has been on the show several times, but he's a no-nonsense fitness trainer and coach, and also a very inform- he has a very informative blog on his website, vicmcgarry.com. Next is celebrity lifestyle trainer and owner slash president of Ultimate Bodies by Carlos, Carlos Jordan. Please tell me welcome Vic McGarry and Carlos Jordan. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Stephen. How y'all doing? I'm doing awesome, man. This is Vic. Many, many thanks for having me on the show again. Oh, yes, it's always a pleasure. You know, I tell the story, I think, every time uh, Every time I think we may have lost Carlos. But I know every time that you're on that, you know, you changed my life. You know, in 2010, I believe, I came across a, a website that you were hosting, and, and the principles and the practice that I learned there really just changed everything. So I always have to thank you for that. Hey, man, it's so, always awesome to hear. <laughs> Well, tell for those who, who don't uh, know much about you, tell us about, you know, your background and how you got to where you are now that you're, you know, the fitness expert. I will give you the abbreviated version. I uh, okay. came across came across fitness training while I was in the military. Now, this is uh, not the way typically people come across fitness in the military. It wasn't due to the training. It was due to wanting to stay out of trouble. I was stationed right. in Korea. Soldiers tend to get into trouble when they're in a foreign land, so in order to stay away from the bars and the alcohol, I started to study fitness training. Basically, it gave me something to do. I fell in love with it. When my service was over, I came back to the States, started training people in their homes. I would literally go to their home or their office with my backpack full of boxing equipment and a couple of dumbbells, and we'd make it happen. After that, I owned a gym for six years in Columbus, Ohio, and I've been working online helping people lose weight and get fit since about 2008. So that's the abbreviated version. That's the abbreviated version. Now, I know that you said before that at one point, uh, what, you were working as a lawyer and you kind of got out of the whole fitness kind of thing? And oh, yeah. It was the one day that, that you just felt like broken down, like you just didn't fight going in the office. And you went out and worked out and passed out kind of thing, and that, that, but that was the feeling that you missed. Was, it, was, was that correct? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I practiced law for a few years, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, you get to the point with that nine-to-five job that you realize you're just not really on the path you want to be. So you get to the point where you've got to, you know, put up or shut up, for lack of a better word. And, and so oh, yeah. I took the risk, took the risk, opened the gym. Uh, but i got to tell you, too, I mean, while we're, while we're on this subject, and I just heard your previous guest uh, talk about his online work, I tell you, man, nowadays with technology, opening a business online is so low risk compared to a storefront, man. When I was running a storefront gym, I had an overhead of $10,000 per month between rent mm-hmm. and employees and things like that. My overhead right. for my online business is about $100 a month, and some oh, wow. months I make more money than I ever made with my gym. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> so not to get off track there, uh, you know, I know we're here to talk about fitness, but I also know that your audience tends to be somewhat entrepreneurial. So, um uh, you know, keep that in mind. The internet technology is uh, really a great leverage tool for business owners. Wow, that's something to keep in mind, definitely. So let's let's talk about people who are starting out in their in their uh, you know their whole fitness journey. Maybe they they don't know much about fitness or diet or anything. They don't have a, they don't have the money to afford a trainer. What what should be their first step? First step is always going to be uh, diet if we're going to talk about the what to do. I like to tear things into three sections. You have your what to do, and that's what typically people think about, your diet, exercise, and rest. But then you have your how to do it, and that's kind of a big missing link. And when I talk about how to do it, I'm referring to habit creation. But then even below that, the bottom of the barrel, we have the why or the why not. And the why or the why not, particularly the why not, is what I like to call the elephant in the room of fat loss. It's the thing that everybody knows about, but nobody wants to talk about. And these are deep-seated issues that we have. I mean, let's face it. Everybody knows you're not supposed to sit on the couch and stuff your face with a bag of potato chips. Everybody knows that. But why do we keep doing it? Is it because your finances are a wreck? Is it because your relationships are a wreck? Why do you keep going back to these destructive habits whenever you know it's not good for you? Uh, Oftentimes people need to address those first before they start talking to a trainer, but people don't want to take that step because it's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what about a person who, you know, they may be advanced in their workout, they kind of know what they're doing, but they've hit a plateau and they can't seem to to progress any further because, you know, they're just stuck. What, What do they do? I always look at three tiers, and there's a flip here that is different than the way most people look at it. Most people, when they hit a plateau, they think, I need to work out harder, or I need to change my workout, or I need to uh, use more weight in the gym, or I need to use more intensity in the gym. No, the gym, the workouts are the last place I look when someone has hit a plateau. The first place I look is always diet, and that is going to be the solution is going to be within diet 90% of the time. Uh, if diet does not work, if their diet's clean, everything looks fine, the next place I look is the sneaky culprit, and the sneaky culprit is your rest and recovery. Most notably mm-hmm. here is sleep. If you're not getting good sleep, you're not getting consistent sleep, it can cause all kind of hormonal issues that are going to hinder weight loss or even hinder your muscle-building efforts if that's your goal. Uh, and a well, caveat to that is also stress. So that also falls under uh, rest and recovery are your stress recovery practices. If you are not, uh, you know, taking care of your stress, whether it be through whatever means you personally enjoy, whether that's meditation or prayer or, hell, I like to play with my dog. I mean, that's my stress release. Uh, If you're not incorporating those kind of practices regularly, then again, we can look at hormonal imbalances that can definitely cause a stagnation in fat loss efforts. 
Yeah, but I've heard that a lot of rest is very important. A lot of people that, you know, I know me, I have a hard time going to sleep at night, but that's essential in letting your body recover so that you can go to the next level, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the rest, like I said, it's the sneaky culprit. Everyone wants to look at their diet or their exercise if they've hit that plateau, but oftentimes the culprit is poor sleep practices. Right. Now, I know that you were someone, you know, you've always done things naturally. What do you? How do you feel about protein supplements or any kind of enhancers or supplements? I'm, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, I'm uh, pretty much opposed to supplementation. There are a few exceptions to that. Uh, I'm currently taking two supplements. I'm taking vitamin D3, which is dirt mm-hmm. cheap, and it's, it's a natural uh, vitamin that we typically get from the sun. But, you know, I'm up here in Ohio freezing my butt off in this cold winter we're having. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I started supplementing with vitamin D3. Can't say that I've noticed any major differences yet, but I've only been taking it for a few weeks. And one supplement that I have always been in favor of, and it does have a lot of good studies to back it, is fish oil supplementation, you know, the omega-3 fatty acids. I think that's perfectly fine, beneficial, and as I just mentioned, I take it myself. Outside of the fish oil, I don't have a real strong recommendation for any other type of supplementation for most people. I really think you can get it done with real food. If you're conscious of eating a variety of fruits and vegetables, particularly the vegetables, you're conscious of getting your natural protein sources. I do not think we need nearly as much protein as is promulgated in the media. You have to figure where those numbers are coming from. It's oftentimes coming from supplement companies. This is what I always encourage people to do, and this is the bottom line. You have to test it and track it. Try four weeks with nothing but real food. Are you reaching your goals? Are you increasing your numbers in the gym? If you are, then you don't need any damn supplements. Now, if you're eating all these real foods and you're hitting a stagnation point and, well, hey, maybe it is your protein levels. It's possible. The only way you're going to find out is if you test it and track it, though. Don't just assume that you need more protein because you read the latest advertisement in the glossy fitness magazine. Right. What what do you think about products like Herbalife and and things like that? I'm not real familiar with it, not familiar enough to to comment. Um, Okay. You know, the uh, multivitamin is something else that I have used in the past and have, and have said that it's okay, although I do think there was some, some recent media attention, I think from the FDA, that said there weren't, weren't too, much, uh, too much benefit from the multivitamin. But uh, once again, you know, I just stick to real food. You know, that's, that's right, my, yeah. my big thing. And if uh, it, there's, too often I'm afraid people turn to supplementation as, as, a, as an excuse to not eat real food. You know, they think, mm-hmm. well, I'll take this supplement because – I'm not eating a good dinner at night. Well, instead of spending your money on supplements, spend your money on a head of broccoli and start eating right, a yeah. good dinner at night. You know, take the effort instead of trying to get the easy way out with a pill. Do Do you juice? Uh, I don't juice, but I I, I blend. I I, I do uh, go with the smoothies about once a week. I'm a big green smoothie fan. I think about once a week is a good way to increase your green leafy vegetables, you know, because how often do we really eat the greens, the collard greens, the kale, turnip right. greens? You know, it's tough to get those in the diet. So if you throw them in a blender with a little bit of fruit, and when I say a little bit, I mean just enough to make the greens palatable, I think right, that can yeah. be okay. So, so I, I don't like the – I like the smoothie better than the juice for the fiber aspect of it. Uh, this is something I always cue people in on juicing is they think about how many oranges or how many apples it would take – to make one glass. Would right, you ever yeah. sit down and eat that many damn apples? Right, Never. yeah. 
you know, yeah. you never would. But whenever you make a, a smoothie, you're using the actual full fruit or full vegetable, and you can kind of parson it out. You say, well, you know, I, I might eat one whole apple, and I might eat this big plate of greens, and I might eat a half an avocado with that, and that's all I'm going to put in the blender. <laughs> that's it. Right. What, what I would actually eat at a single sitting. So occasionally I will use the blender, but juicing I typically do not use. Okay. Let's talk about FatLossForFree.com. That's one of your websites. Tell us about that website. FatLossForFree.com is a full-blown, complete program. It includes four different 12-week workouts. It includes a 12-week sample menu, 20-minute jumpstart audio, and 68 instructional videos showing you how to do every single exercise in the program. It's completely free. You don't need to buy anything else afterward. All you need to do is submit your email address, and you'll get immediate access to the program. All right, Vic, as always, we appreciate you so much for coming on and helping us keep our minds and our bodies right. And, uh, you know, everyone, please go visit fatblossomfree.com. There's a link on our Facebook page and our website. Vic, have a great one, okay? Hey, Stephen, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll take another okay. break. We'll be back with Jeremy Lynn, the unauthorized musical, the cast, and uh, producers. Hey, baby, this is Mother Luella Jenkins of EOTMRadio.com. I need y'all to go to www.wolfentertainment.com, A-U. Go there and check out some of that music. Child, they got some music on there. You hear me? Child, they, they got, um, what's his name? Helmut. He know he play that saxophone. Yeah, he played a saxophone, and you know you, you know he get mad now, because his name Hammond, honey. He know he played that phone. Now, y'all go on there and check him out. They got, um, what that name is? They got, um, Taxi Flame, Green Fire, Blue Wolf, and, um, Fatty, that boy Fatty, Ron Anthony, Sidney Bonds. I mean, just go on there and check it out. And Miss Wood, why she be? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, she know she be doing that thing. You get me? Now y'all go on there and check them out, cause when you get Carla and Helmet together, you got some hell on this world. You get me? Cause they gonna make sure you get some publicity. Now you go on there and check them out and get some of the music, baby. Check out some of that music. Ooh, they know they play. They got all kind of, all kind of rappers and, and jazz and everything. You tell them that Mother Luella James sent you there to get some of that music. And how much you keep gathering them hair, baby? This has been brought to you by EOTMRadio.com. Jeremy lives the unauthorized musical. It's a sensational musical by Aiden Park, Anna Parsons, and Edelyn, I'm missing name, Edelyn O'Connor, who's inspired by the historical rise of Jeremy Lin's NBA stardom. Along the way, he fights to surpass racial discrimination, his own personal demons, and even a crazy girlfriend or two. <laughs> Jeremy Lin's the musical, The Unauthorized Journey of Lynn Sandy, <laughs> investigates what it means to accept who you are, you really are, and travel at the speed of light to success. The underdog can win and win big. Tonight, the cast joins us to tell us more. Please help me welcome actors Jenny Savage, Darren Kendrick, and writer and creator, cast member, I think I said it right, Edwin O'Connell. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How are y'all doing? <laughs> we did it. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And then um, she got me involved with it um, later on. And once I got involved, I was like, this is some of the most talented people I've ever worked with in my life as a whole group. Aww. I'm so freaking excited to be a part of it. Um, and then they got gave me the chance to play a fairy godmother who is <laughs> ditzy and no holds barred and completely into herself and a big, ballsy character, and I love it. Oh, wow, wow. And I saw some yeah. of the promo pictures, and it looks like you all are generally having a, a great time, a great time to uh, tell us the story. Uh, yeah. so tell, tell us about, I know you, and, you know, I'm thinking that this was brand new, but but you all have had shows. Tell us about some of the, the places that you performed so far. Uh, well, basically, most of our performances have been in Los Angeles. Our very first performance was in May of 2012 um, at a, a theater in Hollywood, and uh, we basically sold that show out. And after that show, um, we were encouraged just by the response we received to continue it. Really, we actually only thought we were going to do just one performance, and that particular performance was um, to support a, a charity called Love Never Fails. Um, okay. And we just basically wanted to just do a show. We wanted to create, we wanted to write, and we wanted to do a show and, and, and in turn give back um, to, you know, a good charitable cause. Um, but then after, you know, we didn't expect to sell out, but when we did and then we got the response that we got, um, we were encouraged to sort of explore it a little bit more. So what we wanted to do, what we did do, sorry, from that point on is we went up to San Francisco and we workshopped it for um, almost a week at a theater in the Bay Area where we gave the uh, every audience member that came um, the chance to give us written feedback, um, both positive and neg- negative on the show, so that they can, so we could go back to the drawing board and tweak the script and also the music and transitions and things like that. So we took a lot from actual audience members and we basically put that towards the next um, generation of the script and the book, um, and then after that, we basically um, did a brought it back to LA, and we were asked to do a 30-minute version with the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, on their stage, which we did in February of 2013, and then we were invited um, by the Hollywood Fringe uh, to perform uh, during that in June. So. At that point, by the time the fringe was over, um, the response we'd received was even better. And um, certainly, being in LA and and being in the land in Hollywood, where you know, I mean, everyone here is in usually in some part, some part of the industry, creatively. And so we were getting we were getting um, people coming up to us, composers, directors, producers, who were saying, you know, we would be interested in helping you develop this further. So, um, hmm. yeah, it's been it, – that's kind of where we are now. That's what sort of made us decide that we wanted to um, launch a crowdfunding uh, campaign to see if we can raise funds to make that happen. And tell us more about that. Tell us where, where you know, people want to help support, uh, you know, this cause, where, where they can lend their support. Oh, yes. If, uh, so we've decided to go and launch our campaign on Indiegogo. And so if you go to Indiegogo.com and in the search box just put in Jeremy Lynn the Musical, you, you should pop up. We're the only 
Charity Lynn, the musical <laughs> campaign on there. Uh, there is an actual link, but it's so complicated. So all I can, you know, the easiest way right, for me yeah. to say is to say Jeremy Lynn, the musical, um, and the search uh, box on Indiegogo.com, and you'll find us. And, um, yeah, there, we have a great little video that you can watch. We shot this great music video pitch. So much fun. So much yeah. fun. You'll get to see all of us for there and Aiden and Anna, the whole cast, and basically get a little snippet of what you might expect if uh, we can bring this to the stage once again in a, in a much bigger production. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, any, any help is, is graciously accepted. Yeah, so. the fairy godmother needs a new dress, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, have, you all, have you all heard any from uh, Jeremy Lynn in regards to this play? Uh, well, the musical. Uh, well, it's interesting. It's like they, yes. I mean, yes and no. We haven't. You know, it's obviously, it's called the unauthorized journey to right. insanity because there hasn't been any sort of, you know, um, authorization of it. Um, but rumor is yes that he's he's aware of it, and um, certainly we have some connections in regards to him, and we would love um, for him to be. Uh, a part of it in some way, because um, certainly it's it's a very uh, it's a fun it's a fun positive message that that we are sending in the end, and uh, it by no means is uh, is is I mean it's farcical, but it's it's not embarrassing by any means. So you know what? We don't think there's any reason not to get behind it. We're proud of him. We're yeah, proud yeah. Of him, where really. he went, so much, what yeah. he did. So we're yeah. enjoying. You know, I, I think it's an honor, you know, that people would want to tell your story, especially a success story like that, you know. I think it's, it's, it's an honor that, that people go through this and raise the money and put on, you know, put in work because it's a lot of work doing a musical. Tell us about mm-hmm. how, how often do you all have to rehearse? Well, let's see. We're, well, right now um, we're not in any rehearsals at the moment. If anything, what we're doing right now is we're doing rewrites to the script, and also what we're doing is a bigger, a bigger, um, a bigger feat at the moment is is getting working on the music a little bit more because obviously it's musical, so that's probably the biggest driving force other than the story and a really a solid solid book. Um, so that's sort of what we're doing now. But when we were doing um, the productions in the past, we were we were rehearsing a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 And in various places that weren't so helpful to, to like our neighbors and such. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reason like the funding and stuff like what we're looking for now is because we want to expand it because the shows were is like an hour long, but we will make it a longer and a big, big production of it with bringing in more people, you know, big dance numbers, big music numbers. Yeah. So that's Lots the of glitter. It'll be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be awesome, you know. And, and when you do, I, I, I want to see it. I want to come see, because uh, I'm, I'm already speaking into existence. It's going to happen. I want to see this musical. I believe it's going to be yeah. great. I mean, you can tell from the energy of everyone involved and, and even from the promo picture that you are having a good time, I think that makes it even, you know, even more worth it when you're having a good time doing something you love, you know. Yeah. Did you watch the video? Did you get a chance to see it? I'm going to watch it. You know, I was going to, and then it's just been busy. But I'm going to watch it. As soon as uh, we get we're off the air, I'm going to go watch it. I want to watch it. I Perfect. went to the site, though. I went to the site got the information. 
So let me go through um, you three and tell us, uh, you know, what else you're working on and where we can follow you on Twitter. Start with you, Jenny. Uh, Hey, what's up? So on Twitter, I'm Savage and Spice, um, and I tweet all the time. Um, Actually, I'm really bad at it. I'm trying. I'm working on it. Um, And uh, what else am I working on? Um, Just whatever I can do. I just shot this web series. I have a lot of press, and so we'll see what's going on with that. It's called Down with David. It's very dirty and raunchy, and so that's always fun. Um, And... (laughs) And then auditioning my butt off. You know, I've got I've actually got a sci-fi shoot um, in a couple of weeks for a new film that I'll be doing. So, um, yeah, so you can follow me on Savage and Spice. Both Twitter and Facebook is the same. All right. And Evelyn? Uh, Twitter. I do tweet every now and then. <laughs> and when I do, you can find me. Uh, it's basically my name. It's Evelyn Ocano, or at Evelyn Ocano, I guess. See, obviously I do tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And other things I'm working on, I mean, obviously pilot season's about about to start here, so um, I've just been sort of gearing up with uh, getting ready for that. And then also just getting back to writing. Um, Another girlfriend, actress of mine, and I were sort of like sitting down trying to figure out what else we want to create. And basically in the meantime between trying to get paid work and and uh, stuff on the national front, just doing our own stuff that we can generate on our own. So that's sort of what takes up the, my time when I'm not when I'm not out there. Being in LA, it, I, I can imagine it's extremely competitive. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. getting a, what, wouldn't you say? I saw some some movie, I believe, a movie last late last year, and, it was, and there was some of these actors that moved to LA to to make it big and just some of the things they had to go through, I'm sure loosely based off some truth. Uh, yeah, if you throw a stone, you'll hit an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darren, what about you? Um, it's Darren Kendrick, pretty much everything across the board on Twitter and website and Facebook and all that good stuff. Um, I'm working on coming up a uh, vampire flick called Slayers. Uh, we're going to start shooting next month. And... Yeah, I play one of the main. I play the oldest vampire. In the <laughs> <film>. <laughs> Not the oldest actor, but the oldest vampire. There's a, there is a difference. There is a difference. I want to work to that. Uh, it's not going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Listen, I wish you all the best, especially with this musical, but in your individual careers. I know that when you all. Or getting your Oscar down. Don't forget about the Stephen Knight show. Come back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you so much for having us. No problem at all. You all have a great night, okay? All right, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Bye. All right, thank you. We'll take a quick commercial break. Come back with Steve's playlist. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTM Radio. Dot com. So good and go into Steve's playlist. 
If you're uh, interested in being featured, email us at the Stephen Knight Show, gmail.com, attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. And remember that all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. And we definitely look forward to hearing your work. The first song is by Drake, entitled Hold On, We're Going Home. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist.
Oh 